Hello, everyone, and welcome to Iceberg To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. News and analysis. Well, there was certainly enough news to go around today, and we're going to get to every little piece of news surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the biggest and probably most pivotal piece of information that was released today by the Pittsburgh Penguins was that Jake Gensel took a big step in his rehab from ankle surgery today. Of course, it was announced back in early August, I think it was August 5th, that Jake Gensel had had surgery on his ankle and was set to miss, I believe it was 12 weeks or was about to be, you know, re-evaluated in 12 weeks, but regardless, he joined the Penguins' main group for practice for the first time since having surgery, did not participate in line rushes, and was in a no-contact jersey. But that is going to be the next step. At least the next step that we'll see is Jake Gensel returning to practice in a contact capacity as he tries to ramp up for the 2023-24 season. But certainly, having him out there with Sidney Crosby, with the rest of the team, is an encouraging sign, especially because he's been skating since the beginning of training camp with the injured group. For having To have him join the big group, join the rest of the team, is obviously a step in the right direction. Following practice, Mike Sullivan did update Jake Gensel's status, saying that he is going to be traveling with the team this weekend as they head up to Halifax for the Nova Scotia showdown that they're going to play on Monday against the Senators. So good to see that he'll be traveling with the team. But he did say that his status was, quote, status quo for return. Meaning, as of now, the organization is still operating as if he'll miss around five games. That was the mark that Kyle Dubas stated right as the news dropped that Jake Gensel had had the surgery, and they're sticking to the status quo, meaning he still is expected to miss around five games. Whether or not that changes in the near future, that depends on whether or not Jake Gensel continues to respond well and progress well in his injury rehab. But as of right now, still five games without Jake Gensel. So positive news there. Certainly something that all Penguins fans love to see, particularly as the season still about 10 or 11 days away. The other news that came out is that the Pittsburgh Penguins roster continues to to form, continues to look a little bit more and more like what we're going to see on the opening night of the season on October 10th. The Penguins today sent down five more players after passing through waivers. Forwards Jonathan Gruden and Rem Pitlick were sent down to the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton camp. And defenseman Taylor Fadoon, Xavier Willette, and Ty Smith sent down to the AHL camp. Obviously, Smith's presence on that list has garnered some attention, both around the fan base and around national media surrounding the NHL. It was expected that coming into camp, Ty Smith would battle for the third pairing in camp especially considering the fact that he can play both the left and the right side. He has experience at the NHL level playing both the left and the right side, but he wasn't alone in that battle. P.O. Joseph was in that battle. Mark Friedman was in that battle. Mark Pesek was in that battle at the start of camp. Libor Hayek joined the battle. Uh, Ryan Shea has been a surprise that he's still at the NHL level, uh, still battling for one of those positions, and of course Chad Ruedel who is one of the incumbents that was expected to be in that role to start camp. But uh, Ty Smith, not that he had a bad camp. 
I mean, for all intents and purposes, from what I saw in the training or in the preseason games, and from what I've been told about the training camp practices, he didn't play poorly. It's just a matter of being in this competition with this many players. Somebody else stepped up, whereas he didn't. He came out, played okay, but a guy like Pierre Olivier Joseph just took control and took that spot. I would assume at this point it's it's all but locked up and all but assured that on October 10th, Pierre Olivier Joseph is getting a helmet. The question that remains is who's going to be to the right of him. And it was cleared up a little bit earlier this week when the unfortunate news you know arose that Mark Pesic was out longer term with a lower body injury. And my initial reaction was that opens the door for Ty Smith to at the very least make the NHL roster out of camp. And I was wrong. Somebody like Mark Friedman has jumped him. So, yesterday, Ty Smith goes on waivers. The internet explodes. Everybody rightfully looks back at that trade and says, wow, what an awful trade. Ty Smith and a third-round pick coming to Pittsburgh from New Jersey for John Marino. Uh, one of the, the three worst trades in Ron Hextall's tenure. Maybe even four. And that's the worst part about it is... You look at where this Penguins team is after just two years and some change of Ron Hextall, and that isn't far and away the worst trade he made. I mean, I would throw in the Mike Matheson deal, the Jared McCann deal, and then, you know, I would also throw in the Mikhail Granlin deal. Opening up that roster availability, opening up that salary cap space last year at the trade deadline, and that's what you use it on. Yeah, so again... Further indictment on Ron Hextall. We don't need to go further down that road. But for Smith himself, you know, it shows that he hasn't impressed much to anyone else. It's not just the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because a lot of people responded to Ty Smith being put on waivers as, man, they're just not giving the kid a shot. When can they give young players a shot in this organization? That's what a lot of people I saw saying. And, you know, that is a fair argument to be made over the past couple of seasons, but I don't think that's true in this case. I mean, he's not making it over P.O. Joseph, who's a similar age. And on the right side, he just didn't outperform a guy like Mark Friedman or a guy like Chad Ruweedle, especially in a position where... They have a lot of offensive defensemen. P.O. Joseph has that side to his game. Marcus Pedersen's trying to show a little bit more of that side to his game this year. But then on the right side, you already have Chris Letang and Eric Carlson. They don't need an offensive defenseman that isn't great in his own zone on the third pairing as well. So they go with the guys that are a little bit more reliable in a Ruedel, in a Friedman, and Smith just doesn't get that spot. But I will say this. That also means that around the league, he's not that impressive either, at least at the moment. Because he wasn't claimed by any of the other 31 teams. And I'm not going to say that, you know, they're not fortunate that he slid through waivers. Because I think that there's a certain level that they are fortunate. But I do understand why. I mean, 31 other teams are trying to shore up their roster right now. They had an idea for what they wanted, and is Ty Smith that much better than all of their options? That's a question that has to be weighed. This is the time that a lot of people slide through waivers because there's so many people that are getting placed on waivers in general. But also, 
Smith hasn't shown much at the NHL level in recent years. Yes, last season in the nine games that he played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, he played well. And there's an argument to be made that he should have played more, but he didn't. Not to mention that the year before that, he had an absolutely horrible sophomore slump in 2021-22 with the New Jersey Devils. Hence the reason he was traded by the Devils. If, if this kid was phenomenal and, and high upside, which he still does have an high upside, but if he was can't miss and, and you shouldn't get him off your NHL roster, the Devils wouldn't have traded him. So there's a reason that he continues to get down to the AHL because he's just not there yet. And he's not what the Pittsburgh Penguins need at this point in time. You know, a lot of the same questions remain about his defensive ability, and that's what's landed him in the AHL. Now, here's the thing. We'll see how the right side plays out early in the season. We'll see how the defense core in general plays out early in the season. Because now more than ever, this type of demotion, if you want to call it that, is not permanent. Kyle Dubas has already proven his comments when he said he's not afraid to use waivers to get flexibility, to get cap compliance. He's just not afraid to use waivers in general. He just proved that with Ty Smith. That doesn't end after camp. If Mark Friedman or Chad Ruedel are just not performing up to snuff and the Penguins say, you know what? We need a little bit more offense. Marcus Pedersen's not bringing much of an offensive touch. P.O. Joseph is really turning into a lockdown guy. These are all hypotheticals. And then they say, we need a little bit more offense. We need somebody to quarterback the second power play. Ty Smith can get called up. Friedman could be put on waivers. I would be very shocked to see Chad Ruedel placed on waivers, but I wouldn't rule it out at this point. So it doesn't end after camp that Kyle Dubas isn't afraid to use waivers. So there's an opportunity that's going to come at some point this season for Ty Smith. What does he do with that opportunity, and what does he do with the opportunity currently in front of him? To go down to Wilkes-Barre and to continue to work on his defensive side of the puck. Because clearly that's why the Penguins don't want him at the NHL level right now is because the role he plays is already filled. But in general, with Ty Smith down, uh, that, that's the end of my rant on Ty Smith, but with Ty Smith sent down, the Penguins are down to 37 players on their training camp roster. They're heading to Halifax, like I mentioned earlier. Going to be a lot of team bonding. Obviously, everybody remembers when Sidney Crosby... And the early Crosby-era Penguins went over to Sweden to start their season. You know, big Tyler Kennedy game against the Ottawa Senators once again. But all the videos came out. Paul Bissonnette was on that trip about the the scavenger hunt that the Penguins took out there in Sweden. They're going to have some team bonding similar to that up in Halifax in Sidney Crosby's home province and also Ryan Graves' home province. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. They have 37 players still on the training camp roster. A few PTOs remaining still. Uh, none of them, uh, there was one, Peter Abaninato, uh, was released from his PTO. But the other four continue to be on their PTOs. Austin Wagner is pushing for uh, a spot on the roster. Not one that I saw coming, but Austin Wagner's still alive. Libor Hayek still alive, trying to get uh, trying to get a roster spot. And Colin White is also still with the Pittsburgh Penguins at the moment. Mark Pesic still on his PTO, but again, as I talked about earlier this week, not sure where that's going because he's on the injured list with a longer-term injury. Not only do they have the PTO guys still there, a couple prospects still battling for roster spots. Whether or not they'll make 
the roster is a different question, but they're still up here, still battling, still might get another opportunity here in the preseason. That's Sam Poulan, who has looked really good early in this season. Valtteri Pustinen has looked good. He's still with the NHL crew. Uh, and somebody who's not considered a prospect at this point because he's 27 years old. But Redeem Zahorna, also still very much in the mix to make the opening night roster. But regardless of who the Penguins choose to keep and who the Penguins choose to send back down, they need to get down to at least 23. And as Kyle Dubas mentioned, he's probably going to get down to 22 players by the night before opening day because that is when rosters need to be finalized on October 9th. So we'll see. We'll see. They don't play another preseason game till Monday. That's the Nova Scotia showdown against the Ottawa Senators. But... We'll see what they end up doing with this roster. 37, which means 15 guys that still have to get cut, whether that's being reassigned to the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins, whether that's just being released from their PTO contracts, or whether that's just being placed on waivers. But uh, regardless, it's going to be a fun last 10 days before the rosters are finalized, meaning there's 11 days till the start of the Pittsburgh Penguins season. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.